We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line and... Uh, Miss Lisa Stockton's on with us, the winningest women's college basketball coach in Louisiana history, uh, surpassing Leon Barmore. I know I'm getting old now because I remember when Leon was there. I also <laughs> remember when Sonja Hogg was there, too. So uh, yeah. I got some years there. But um, first of all, uh, Coach, congratulations on, on getting the mark. And um, I, I know it's – I don't know about the moment, but you're going to really realize that impact one day. Okay, today, because you got some of your season you got left to play. You got to play East Carolina. You got to play Memphis. But after the season and maybe a few years afterwards, uh, can just kind of soak it in a little bit, the magnitude of of winning 577 games. Well, you're right. I mean, as a coach, I'm just trying to win the next game. So, you know, that that, that was in the rearview mirror. But, um, you know, I think – I will look back on it. And, you know, Leon did so much, not only in Louisiana for women's basketball, but nationally. And just um, his impact on our game is tremendous. So, you know, I, I feel very honored just to be in that in, in that same sentence with him. But, you know, I think um, the other thing I look at is, is being at Tulane 29 years is really a blessing, and, and I'm just fortunate to have that happen. Coach, uh, Who's had the biggest impact? A lot of people say, oh, my parents. And, and, you know, if you take the parents out of it, biggest impact on your career as a coach? Uh, who, who made, uh, or maybe as a couple, that really made the difference in your philosophy, your style of coaching, and, and, and how to handle people? Because today, uh, it's not cookie cutter anymore. you you got to learn that, you know, not everybody takes the coaching the same way. Yeah, you know, I think um, – it's a lot of people that influence you. You're right. Your family does and influence you. You know, back when I started playing and playing competitively and, and went to college, you know, women's basketball was in its early stages as far as scholarships. You know, I had a full scholarship to college and that was rare. Um, so, you know, I, I look back on that and think of, you know, who influenced the game and gave me those opportunities. And, you know, growing up in North Carolina, um, a couple of people, I, I think Kay Yao, I went to, her camps as a kid for years and I knew Kay Yao, I knew her family and, you know, just um, having that influence was amazing because you saw what you could be. And they say, if you can, if you don't see it, you don't know if you can be it. And right. uh, I, I think she was definitely there in North Carolina and had an impact. And, you know, about three and a half hours down the road was Pat Summit. And, you know, you had just her influence and, and just what she meant. She was like the, the, the first coach I saw on TV um, and women's coach. And so, you know, I think there was a lot of those influences when you're young and then you realize, oh, my God, there is an opportunity after I finish playing to, to do something in the coaching ranks. Coach, you were talking about how things have changed since you were playing, since your playing days, but can you also talk about how things have changed since you just started coach, since you had started coaching in, you know, the 90s and uh, late 90s and the early 2000s, how things have changed since then? They had no transfer portal back then, that's, right? That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, you just have to sit, right? You have to right. Sit. You, you know, can go, but you got to sit out a year. 
Exactly. But, you know, you did have a lot of players that were going to come to our program and stay four years. I mean, right. that's, that's definitely one of the things. And, you know, we really created – our program, we built that with four-year players, you know, and a lot of Louisiana players. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of that. But, you know, the changes in it um, – you know, probably the support of every program. I, I think you had some programs that supported the program to a high level, and then you had some that didn't at all. And I think now across the country, you know, women's basketball supported, you know, at the highest level at each, each institution. Um, I think that's one, uh, the number of scholarships. There's 15 scholarships now. I think that's, you know, certainly grown over the years and, and given opportunity out there. But you look at the game, even the NBA, the, the game's changed. You know, I, I look back at my early years in the 90s, and, and we played with, post players a four and a five and they posted up and it was really the three-point line was valuable but not nearly as valuable as it is now so you know that's changed the game a lot to to you know just the pace of the game and, and the style of the game has changed tremendously coach you say growing up in north carolina i think we had this conversation maybe last year and to see you know when you're there uh north carolina college basketball dean smith and then yeah. all of a sudden, North Carolina State hits, you know, and they have the great David Thompson there and, and Monty Tile and Burleson, and you're like, whoa. Um, they, that was something special to watch. But to grow up there to see <clears throat> what Dean Smith did in North Carolina to, to enhance the whole game of basketball, uh, I I remember growing up watching those teams and then seeing North Carolina State, and I'd never seen anything like David. I'd never seen no. anybody that could jump and and score the way he could. He he was phenomenal, and um, you know knocking off the giant at that time, UCLA, uh, oh, who who oh, was uh, the only team that could beat them was the at that time the freshman team at UCLA. So uh, growing up there, that had to have a big influence on you also. Well, it did, you know, and I talked about going to KL's camps at NC State. So I was I was an NC State fan young in my life. And I think we talked about this is that that game that North Carolina State beat UCLA and yeah. knocked them out of the row of national championships, I was there. It was in Greensboro, oh. in my hometown. And I remember my father saying, yeah, that man on the other bench, the coach in UCLA, he's really famous. You're going to know who he is someday. And that was John Wooden, <laughs> you know. And I remember that. And to this day, I'm like to my father, I'm like, Oh my God, it was John Wooden. I had no idea what that meant, you know. But, um, you know, later on, again, you, you talk about Dean Smith, and, you know, I went to school at Wake Forest, and, you know, the, we had some, uh, our men's team had some great teams at Wake Forest, too. And, you know, Tobacco Road was, you know, in my veins. You know, you, you, you were proud of it. You were proud of the basketball there. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that basketball was such a big thing. I played every sport, but basketball was, you know, what I lived and breathed. And, you know, it definitely was the one that gave us the most opportunity at that time. You know, one of the top vacation spots for people on the Bayou now, they have maybe a second home, Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. It's yeah. cool there during the summer. Well, cooler. Uh, I can't say right. it's cool, but it's cooler. And uh, I have people around me that say, oh, man, Mike, when you retire, you got to buy your place in Asheville, North Carolina. You know, go stay the summer there. Now, winter, you might have to t- take off back uh, to Louisiana, but uh, Asheville's the spot during the summertime. You talked about homegrown talent and to see Dinah Jones. Uh, I remember watching her at John Curtis. uh the last game you played against Cincinnati, she, she scored 19 points. She's been averaging double digits. Uh, for somebody that hasn't seen Dinah, kind of give maybe a scouting report on her. Well, you know, Dinah's really special to me. You know, I, I saw her at Curtis. She's probably eighth grade. Um, she came to our camps. You know, I feel like this is a kid that, 
we have there a long time. And she had a great she had a great career too. Like mean, you look at it, I mean, she was one of those kids. You talk about the transfer portal. You talk about all that. I mean, she stayed five years. You know, she's getting her master's now, and she stayed home. And you know, she she wants to do special things here. And you see her play. You know, she's she can score on all three levels. She can shoot the three, but she's a five eight guard that can take anybody to the basket and score the basket. You know, and um, you know, she's got passion. You know, she's what you want to see in a player. She's got energy and passion. She's been a captain for two years for me, and. You know, her senior night is on Saturday, and it's really, you know, I guess it's time after five years, uh, but it's really kind of sad because I think she's, uh, you know, she's really been family to us, and, you know, I hope people come out and see her because she's really special. You've seen also, too, the development improvement, too, with uh, Akira Middleton and uh, Anija Mm -hmm. Grant. Um, uh, More on the offensive side, I I think you knew they could both play defense pretty well, but becoming better shooters, putting the ball in the hoop. Well, you know, one thing we talk about the changes in basketball, and I think one thing a few years ago, we really have have changed our system a little bit. We really worked on skill work and shooting and trying to develop them on the offensive end because basketball is so high scoring now. So I think those two players are are some that have really – benefited from the summers of working with the, the skill development and all that. And, and, you know, Middleton, our, our last, we won our last three and Middleton was responsible for a couple of them. You right. know, she really has played great. And, you know, again, Anisha Grant has, we've had some big games and she's really stepped up. And, you know, I definitely believe that that, that skill part of it, um, you know, you, you can't just work on the defensive end and, you know, I, I'm a basketball coach. I like to score 70 and 80 if I can't, you know, and so, you know, it's been good to, you know, to have those kids really develop and give it some points. Coach, I got to see some of the highlights, and it really surprised me. And I knew they would get caught maybe in a game like this. What Ole Miss uh, did to South Carolina and bring them to the brink uh, in overtime because, you know, what you I've watched that South Carolina women's uh, program before, and they look like just a juggernaut team. It reminded me so much of a kid watching UCLA play basketball on the men's side of that their bench was so good. And then I watch Ole Miss. They got in the ring. They were not intimidated by South Carolina. Right. And they they were swinging. And they, they almost took one, almost took one away from uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I think right now you're seeing you see see some games that are close. You know, you talk about UConn. Well, UConn lost two games for the first time in 30 years. That's yeah. incredible, right? Um, but you know, I do think you you get into February and you're worn down. You know, you got a team like that with Ole Miss got nothing to lose. They're going to play their best game. They're kind of loose. You know, it, it's that, and that's why that's what makes basketball great. You know, you you have so many games and you got to go out and show up for all of them. And then we're getting closer to Midnight Madness. I mean, to uh, March Madness to where. You know, some of these teams are going to play up and, and they're going to be upset and, you know, all those things. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm a big college football fan. Um, but, you know, the nice thing is for us is you can slip up and still have a chance to win a national championship. And so, you know, I, I love this time of year to where, you know, you see some teams really playing up and, and having some upset. Looking at the net, the last two regular season games, East Carolina and Memphis, uh, I know you want to get W's there, but what do you really want to kind of push to this team as you're entering tournament time? You know, I think for us, um, this has been, you know, a different year for us because, um, you know, last year we had the five seniors and they stayed back for the COVID year. And this year you got a group of people that a lot of them are new playing together. And, 
I think our our big obstacle has been consistency. You know, just especially on the offensive end, just just being consistent from game to game and from quarter to quarter. And so, what I'd love to see is that I'd love to see that same you know energy on offense, that same energy on defense to be consistent. And and we have done that the last three games. I think that's been pretty good. So you know that's important for us. I think we do that. You know, both of these teams are playing really well right now. East Carolina sitting second place in the league, and you know Memphis is right right there third or fourth. Um, you know, I definitely think if we can do that, talent-wise, we can match up. It's just a matter of, you know, you just can't have an off night and you can't have an off quarter. Then it's, you're just fighting from behind. Coach, is it also about building confidence towards that AAC tournament? Because, I mean, East Carolina and Memphis are two of the top four teams in the in your conference right now. So you're on a three-game winning streak. They're also on winning streaks of, them, of their own. Maybe picking up a game or two to close out the season – Talk a little bit about the confidence builder going into the tournament. Because, Coach, it's between the ears sometimes, too. I mean, talent is talent. Oh, uh, but oh, between the ears, definitely. if you get them to believe they can play with these top teams, they're going to do it. Yeah, and in our league, you know, South Florida has really separated themselves as being, you know, the top team. They've already won the regular season. But, you know, I think in our league, anybody can beat anybody. And so – you're right. The confidence piece is huge. And, um, again, I look at senior night. How good is Donna Jones going to be on senior night? How good are, how, how much are her team going to play for her for senior night? So little things like that matter. And, you know, the confidence going in, I mean, we can make a run and win the tournament. You know, there's no doubt. I mean, we've had, you know, we've had some games that, you know, we just didn't play well. But, you know, again, we played well the last three. Um, it, when we were at East Carolina, the game was a one-possession game with three minutes left. And then, you know, turnover to miss shot, and it was over. So, yeah, conference is huge. And, you know, a tournament, you know, you go into a tournament and, and play your way in, win that first game, win that second game, and, and have confidence. You know, I think our tournament, I think there'll be an upset in our tournament, and I just hope we're the ones doing it. Coach, uh, I have a uh, someone text me that, that wanted me to ask you about the transfer portal and your philosophy toward bringing in people. Would Will you take a longer look at the transfer portal, or would you – try to maybe get a bit in a piece here and there, but mostly hang into the high school ranks. So just sort of a clarification of your philosophy on that. Oh, will that change from year to year? You know, I think it'll change from year to year. I mean, I'm, I'm old school. I love freshmen to come seniors. If you ask me what I would love, I would love that. You know, last year we lost, we graduated seven players a lot because the transfer portal put them in there. You know, we've also lost some kids out of the portal. Um, so, you know, we, we hit the portal hard last year um, to be able to replace that experience. But I do think it, it really depends on your year. Um, we're, pretty, we're very committed to signing high school seniors, and we signed too early. Um, I want that to be a part of our culture, to have those seniors that can grow up in your program. Um, but, you know, when you lose experience, like, again, Dinah Jones, it's fifth year. If you can get another player that, that can bring you that experience, I think you've got to do that. But I will tell you, our league is hitting it hard. So, you know, if, I, if we don't do it, you know, we're going to play against juniors and seniors. And, you know, it's you got to kind of find that balance. And um, for us, you know, Tulane, we have a, a few obstacles in that, in that, you, you know, you've got to get the ones that are the right fit academically too. But, you know, I definitely think it's, it's changed basketball to where everybody's got to consider it a little bit. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. And, again, congratulations. Great accomplishment. And um, you'll enjoy it a lot more years from now. You know, because sure at the moment, at the moment, you now. don't take it in because you got stuff to do. <laughs> you have games to play. But you, you'll really soak it in years from now. 
Well, I appreciate that. And listen, I'm glad you guys are working. I didn't think anybody worked at Lundy Gras. Yeah, well, well Charlie and I got doing a little A-Bear here. Right. Yeah, A-Bear him. He get the free pass. He's out of town uh, for the week. But uh, no, Charlie and I got to work. So. We're holding down the fort. Yeah, we're we doing the best we can. Well, great. Well, guys, thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, again, I, I hope uh, hope we can get back on here and talk about something really good in a couple weeks. Thanks so much, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Coach. Lisa Stockton. Uh, head women's basketball coach at Tulane, and now the winningest women's college basketball coach in Louisiana history with 577. Man, Leon Barmore, my God, his impact on on women's uh, college basketball at Louisiana Tech. Then he, he kind of gets away from it for a little while. He can't stand it no more. So he goes coach with at Baylor. He goes with Kim at Baylor after that. He couldn't take it no more. He had to get back coaching. So um, that's certainly a huge accomplishment uh, for Lisa Stockton and the Tulane women's basketball program. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.